The final season of Power Book 2, Ghost, begins. And for Tariq St. Patrick, it's the moment of truth. In the wake of being betrayed, pushed out of the drug game, and almost killed, Tariq is out for revenge. Will he prove to be like his father and do whatever is to be done to protect his family and his future? Or is he his own man? Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now only on Stars and the Stars app. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears. Real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. The NBA Finals continue. Tune in on ABC. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, now streaming only on Hulu. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. Hello, hello. What is up? Welcome to a new episode of Hot Happy Mess. I am your host, Zuri Hall. Happy New Year. How are we doing? 2023, so far, so good. I like it here. <laughs> it has not been without its um, ups and downs already, and we're only a few weeks in. But um, it's been a nice start to the year for me. I'm hoping the same for you. Uh, this past holiday season. Yeah, like let's do a quick life update. I think that that might be a good idea <laughs> since it's been a, a hot little minute since um, I was able to give you an update in this way. But I am excited about today's episode. It's a solo episode. I am talking all things soft life, all things divine feminine, um, something that I'm really exploring and taking more seriously and pretty excited about just, you know, ways to apply that more in my own life. I've kind of slowly but surely been on that journey for um, maybe a year-ish, but particularly in um, these last few months here, 
Uh, so I'm excited to share more about that with you. Um, but first, let's do a little bit of housekeeping, a little bit of life updating, shall we? Um, at the end of this episode, I'm actually going to do a giveaway. I'm choosing five lucky winners. It's super, super easy to win. Um, it takes five seconds. So listen until the end to find out what you can win and how easy it is to enter. Spoiler alert. Literally, you just have to leave a review. Um, but you got to wait till the end to find out, you know, the nitty gritty, which is basically just what you're going to win. Okay, Zuri, that was an awful, awful pitch, awful sell on a giveaway, but five people are going to walk away with it. So stay tuned. Um, so quick life update. Um, I have been laying on the self-care thick. Like I said, it was a sort of like came out of the gate swinging, um, start to the new year. And, you know, I'm reflecting a bit on this time last year, where was I, um, mentally, emotionally, professionally, uh, physically. And there are some things that have stayed more the same than I would care to admit. And there are certain things that are just so different and so radically changed. Um, and I would say the thing that's most changed, um, is me <laughs> and not in, um, not in some extreme way, but I, I feel the work that I've been doing on myself and my self-development, um, spiritually, intellectually, when it comes to emotional intelligence and just kind of how I want to show up in my relationships and my friendships and for myself, most importantly, I feel that the seeds that I was planting even a year ago, you know, I told you guys about my really incredible, uh, solo retreat over New Year's Eve to Golden Door in Southern California um, for a week with a bunch of women who were total strangers at the beginning of the week and, you know, friends and acquaintances by the end of the week. Um, but some seeds were planted there. And I'm grateful to look back on the last year and realize that even when sometimes I felt like I was just so off course or I was not showing up for myself or doing the things that I promised myself I was going to do um, last New Year's Eve. I'm like, wait, hold on. I think I, um, I think I need to give myself more credit because the, the peace I feel in certain storms, the way that I'm able to show up and navigate choppy waters, um, the way that I am standing in my nose and, holding on to my boundaries, even when people I love try to challenge them or push them or step over them, even if it's unintentionally, like that all feels just a little bit more true. And I feel a little more grounded in all of that more way more grounded, actually. So the progress is there. And I share that with you just to say that I hope that whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you may be promised yourself, whatever goals you've set for yourself, I really hope you'll take it easy on yourself and trust the process, trust divine timing and trust yourself. Trust that you're doing the best you can in any given moment with what you've got to work with. And sometimes the best you can do is just go to sleep, wake up tomorrow and try again. And if that's the only thing that you accomplished in a 24 hour span of time, well then hats off to you. My doorbell just beeped. That's one of the things about, um, shout out to Vivint, my security, uh, system, but it's one of the things about the security systems where someone can so much as walk 
by my house on a stroll, a casual stroll with their dog. And then my house is like, beep, 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 bop, 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 bop. And I'm like, those people want nothing to do with me. I think we can all stand down. Um, I know there's a way to, to change that setting, but I haven't yet. I just prefer to be on high alert, not unlike my puppy anytime somebody walks by the house. So anyways, um, back to the subject at hand. I hope that the new year finds you well. I hope you're being gentle with yourself. I'm sending you love, lots and lots of love. And today we're getting into the self-love of it all, the soft girl era, the soft life era, because y'all, I am headed in that direction. I've been slowly on that journey for years now, and I'm really embracing it. It's been cool to, you know, witness this sort of lifestyle trend take off um, over the last year or two. We've seen a lot of that on TikTok and whether it's the that girl aesthetic and the that girl vibe or, you know, the soft life energy, the soft life hashtag. Um, it's trending for a reason. I think so many of us are burnt out, right? Or have been burnt out or have been conditioned to believe that we have to just be hard and strong and tough all the time. And the more we are self-sacrificial and the more we give, give, give of ourselves, the more of a martyr we are, the more worthy we are of applause, the more worthy we are, period. So I love um, a mindset. I love a lifestyle that says I am worthy, period. I can't hustle my way into more worth. I can't grind my way into more worth. I can't die to self, um, let lovers or friends or family or colleagues or anyone disrespect me or put a weight on me that's heavier than I can bear to be worthy. I am worthy. And so how do I create a life that is softer, that is gentler, that is kinder to and for and on myself. Not that order of the words, but you know what I mean? Because I deserve it. And by I, I mean you, I mean we. Um, we deserve the soft and kind and gentle things in life. And this is your friendly reminder that you can give that to yourself. You don't need to wait for someone else to do it. You can be in a whole relationship. You could be in a whole marriage. You could have a bunch of kids you love. Not a single one of those people has to be the person to show up and give you that um, for you to feel it. That is absolutely something that's within your power and within your control to show up for yourself and love on yourself the way that you want from the people in your life. And hopefully they give it to you too. Hopefully they give it to us too but we can certainly give it to ourselves. So that's what this episode is all about. What is the soft life? What does it mean to be stepping into your soft life era? Um, divine feminine, the divine feminine, what is that? You know, it's definitely like a trendy buzzword or buzz phrase. We hear a lot about high value women, high value men, like what is all of this stuff? I've got a lot of thoughts on all of that and some ideas around the high value man and woman of it all. Well, I, I guess kind of maybe technically believe in the concept. I think it's been weaponized and used to, you know, perpetuate a lot of misogyny, quite frankly, in certain conversations online, particularly when it comes to what makes a high value woman, quote unquote. Um, but then there's also this other version of it. One that I think has uh, really good intentions and it's something that a lot of us could probably get behind. You know, I, I like to think that we all 
are innately of value and can tap into uh, what makes us quote unquote high value. But that's not a conversation I'm as interested in having as I am the conversations around creating or entering your soft life era, because that is something that is completely for and by you. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Cool. Really quickly, I actually have a brand new freebie to give away to you. Uh, It's a 30-day calendar that I created with affirmations to manifest a soft life. It is 30 days of affirmations. It's a free download. All you have to do is go to thesoftlife.guide. T-H-E-S-O-F-T-L-I-F-E dot G-U-I-D-E. Yeah, I was surprised too. Like, what? There's a dot guide now, not just dot com, but there is. So go to thesoftlife.guide and you can download the calendar. 30 days of affirmation so that every day you can wake up and give a new affirmation to help you call in uh, the life you want. And if that includes some of the things that you hear in this episode, then that's definitely a freebie you want. Okay. Okay. Quick update life. Um, this past weekend I laid on the self care, you know, a year ago I was talking about self abandonment and sacrificing oneself sort of like in a, a murdery way. That's not a word, but whatever. And so I've just always been way more intentional since then of, you know, checking in with myself when I feel like I'm on E, listening to my body when it's burnt out, being lazy for an entire day or afternoon or weekend, if that's what my body is telling me. Even if I'm like, oh, I could have caught up on emails or, oh, I could have done that outside project or, oh, I could have filmed or shot content for some social media platform that I really probably don't feel like being on right now. Um, Instead of forcing myself to do that, I've done what my body and my mind is saying. and, And recently, that's been rest uh, because I've been doing a lot of really cool stuff. But the the other side of that coin is I need to recharge. So what did my lazy weekend look like? Uh, like I said, a lot of unapologetic resting and quote unquote laziness. I started a new workbook. It's called How to Do the Work by Nicola Pera, Dr. Nicola Pera. She's an incredible licensed therapist, um, super popular on Instagram. I want to say her Insta, which a lot of you have probably heard of, is The Holistic Psychologist. Uh, yep, that's her. The Holistic Psychologist on Instagram. She has like 6 million followers. She's a psychologist and she teaches you basically how to heal and consciously create a new version of yourself. And just her posts alone, yo, they hit this spot. I've got her profile up now. And Every day, like constantly, I'm like, ding, 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 blowing up my friends and family, sending her posts in the DMs. Like this is one um, that I recently saw. What's one that I like them all? Okay, so this is one I actually just reposted on my Insta story. She said, if we say what we want, we'll be called aggressive. If we people please or appease, we'll be called selfish because it's never enough. If we choose to break the cycle, there will be people who label us as the problem. If we stay in dysfunction, the love we receive will come with conditions. If we outgrow relationships, some people will feel abandoned in the process. If we stay in relationships, we've outgrown. New versions of ourselves won't be accepted. If we follow a path that's not traditional, we'll be told it's too risky or won't work out. If we do what's expected of us, there will still be people who critique how we do it. 
If we place a boundary, people won't honor them or will violate them. If we have no boundaries, we'll drown trying to meet everyone's expectations. If we have the courage to share our gifts with the world, there will be people who prefer we stay silent. If we stay in our comfort zone, we live within the regret of, what if I would have? The only answer really is to live a life that's authentic to us and allow people to misunderstand us in the process. Because they will, anyway. Clap, 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 clap. 17 steps. Um, amen to that. Uh, a lot of the work that I've done over the last year is tapping into what my core values are. And a couple of my top ones, a few of my top ones, the top one is freedom. Like, I'm a live and let live person. Don't come over here trying to control me or my life or my way of being or existing. And I will not do it to you. <laughs> Um, and so I seek freedom in all things. And that's not to say I don't believe in commitment, obligation, responsibility, but it has to be a space in which I feel free to be myself and my true self and freedom to allow my other core values to be present. Those include integrity, um, everything that I'm saying, thinking, doing, um, being in alignment so that I can show up as my full self in any space and not have to code switch, not have to lie to myself, not have to dim my light or turn something down or turn another thing up. And it's one thing to just ebb and flow in spaces, but I mean, changing or muting um, something core about who I am to exist in a space means it's just not a space that I have any interest in being in. Um, and then loyalty and service. Uh, I'll spare you the details as to why, but those are my big ones. Um, and so I really love her stuff because it helps me remember, um, you know, that I am a woman of integrity. I know who I am. And even when people test that or push that um, or question it even, that's the beauty of knowing yourself and knowing your worth and doing that work is it doesn't matter what you feel about me or what you think about me or what you misunderstand about me because I know my truth. I know my heart. I know the intention behind my actions. Um, and the best I can do is that to the best of my ability and communicate those intentions and try to be better in the moments when I get it wrong. So anybody and anything in any space that can't get down with that is not a thing that I want to get down with. Moving on. Um, what else did I do? I cooked some pasta, did a little, I can't pronounce it, alla matriciana. <laughs> it's, uh, it's usually bucatini alla matriciana, I think. Don't sue me if I got that totally butchered with the pronunciation. But y'all know I love Italian and I love my pasta and all my Parmesan. Um, and it's like a red sauce with, it's spicy, it's got black pepper, dried chilies, and then another thing I always mispronounce, guanciale. Guanciale? <laughs> it's like a, it's Italian salt cured pork jowl, like pork cheek or something like that. Um, and I made some of that and it was really good. But I swapped out the bucatini for the penne. Um, I co-hosted the Golden Globes official pre-show for NBC um, with uh, one of my friends and former colleagues, Justin Sylvester, who is the best. Um, he's now one of the new hosts of the new version of E! News and I'm over at Access Hollywood, obviously. And, um, uh, and I also was a part of Miss Universe in New Orleans for the first time ever. I, uh, hosted Miss USA these last two years and that's been so special and incredible and so wild that, you know, I went down to New Orleans, had so much fun. I got my beignets. We listened to live jazz. We drank hurricanes in the street. Well, actually, we spent more time looking for hurricanes than drinking them in the street. And I think we only found one in the end. 
Um, no, no, no. We drank hurricanes. We couldn't find grenades. That's what we were looking for. Um, yeah, I don't even know if we got one, but we definitely got our hurricanes. Um, and it was just a really good time. I was one of the backstage commentators alongside a former Miss Universe, Catriona Gray, um, who was Miss Philippines and then Miss Universe. She is just the kindest, sweetest soul and so talented, so professional. We had a really great time giving commentary um, on, you know, like three hours of, of live television. It streamed on Roku and it was so cool. The fans are awesome. The Miss Universe community is really just so loyal and so down to ride, particularly for, you know, their various misses around the world. So I had a great time. Um, but after Globes and New Orleans, your girl was tired. So I spent the last weekend sleeping and eating and drinking all the wine. Um, and what else? What else? Really quickly. Uh, what am I reading? Okay. So I recently read a book. Well, not recently. I finished this quite some many months ago, uh, but it's called wanting by Luke Burgess. I think I mentioned it on the podcast. It's about mimetic desire and how, you know, group think and bandwagon thinking can really affect us now more than ever in the social media age and ways to break the cycle so that we as individuals can figure out what we actually want, who we actually want to be, how we actually want to show up in the world without the influence, which a lot of times we're not even aware of, of mimetic desire. So it's a really good book. It's called Wanting. Check it out. And I am just about to start Awaken Your Inner Goddess, Practical Tools for Self-Care, Emotional Healing, and Self-Realization. Like I said, I'm tapping into the soft life of it all. We are awaking and channeling the divine feminine. I'm excited. So I figured I'd, you know, pick up that book, try some of the tools in there and, and see if I like it. So what is a soft life? I'm glad you asked. Um, a soft life is one that is relaxed and fulfilling. It involves making choices that allow for an easier and a smoother path. And this is like my life's motto at this point. And it's really what the journey of Hot Happy Mess has been about. It's about embracing flow over force, right? Like so many people believe they have to endure suffering in order to be worthy. I talked about this a little bit earlier, but suffering is really a form of resistance. You know, you're you're pushing against something instead of going with the flow. Um, surrender is so beautiful sometimes, even when it's bittersweet or poignant or it feels like you're giving up because it takes a lot of strength and grace to surrender to what is, particularly when it's not what we want or what we expected. Um, and that's something that I'm always learning to do with more grace. Um, so anyways, suffering is a form of resistance. You know, hustle culture especially glorifies overworking, constantly striving. And that is in a way also a form of resistance, constantly trying to get to a place that you're not, constantly trying to change your circumstances so that they're presumably better than they currently are. So the soft life lifestyle involves being intentional and mindful in your daily habits and routines and recognizing your own worth, taking care of yourself, listening to your own needs and desires, and being open to change and flexibility in your journey. While luxury may be a part of this, it's not the main focus. Instead, the emphasis is on self-care and finding a holistic lifestyle of balance that works for you. So has Hot Happy Mess low-key just been helping us get into our soft life era ever since we debuted 
<laughs> since we premiered almost, what is it, two years ago, which is wild to believe. I'd like to think so. Uh, but in all seriousness, yeah, I've been about that do more with less life. I am wanting efficiency. I'm wanting ease, flow over force. And also I'm at a point where if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Like I don't need to just spread myself thin or just show up for things because I can. My energy is worthy of being protected. And I don't, who cares if I have seven hours free in a day? If I don't want to go to the place or do the thing or be with the person, it is perfectly reasonable to be like, yeah, no, I'm busy. Busy being on my couch by myself in my peace where I want to be. <laughs> Tell me you're an extroverted introvert without telling me you are one. <laughs> in today's episode, I'm also doing another round of Ask Zuri. So you all um, submitted questions uh, just last month. I didn't ask me anything on my Instagram story. So follow me there and on TikTok at Zuri Hall on Instagram at Hey Zuri Hall on TikTok. And you guys submitted a bunch of questions for me to answer. And there's a lot going on in the world and in my life. So I am going to answer some of those questions. So stay t- And you guys also wanted some advice. So from love and dating to career advice to some personal questions that you all had for me, um, we're going there. We're going to talk about it. So stay tuned until the end for Ask Zuri. The final season of Power Book 2 Ghost is here and no one's future is safe. After surviving a hit on her life, Monet, played brilliantly by Mary J. Blige, has to reckon with what led her to almost lose everything and to atone for the life she has forced her children to live. And on the other side of the coin, Davis, portrayed by the multi-talented Method Man, is suspended and on the verge of losing his law license. Desperate to survive, he fully embraces the criminal underbelly of his enterprise and finds himself working for both sides, loyal to whichever one benefits him most. And then, of course, there's Tariq, who finds himself at rock bottom and facing threats from every angle. With his future in the game in serious doubt and his family's safety on the line, will he lean into the St. Patrick name and do whatever has to be done to get back on top? Like father, like son. Power Book 2, Ghost, the final season. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Listen up. I've got a quick message for any black entrepreneurs who are planning on opening a store or who want to grow their business. If this describes you, let me share some info about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the One Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. 
Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone. goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again. Platoon, present cell phone. High Five. High Five. Casino. Casino. Win at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped. The scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I think another really interesting component of the soft life era or the soft life is um, something that's traditionally been very difficult for me to do. And I think a lot of women can relate. And that is receiving. And as I, you know, talk with you and a little bit about sort of the divine feminine and what that represents, the ability to receive um, is so much a part of, of that, of what the divine feminine includes. Um, and that's something that I've always had a tough time with, right? I'm a giver for sure. Like Enneagram, talking Enneagrams, I'm a three wing two, which is type three first, being super ambitious, go get her, et cetera. But my wing is a two, which is the, the sort of on the nose giver or like very generous person, but it can be sometimes hard for me to receive. Um, and that's a whole different conversation as to why and, you know, where that may stem from or where I learned it from. Uh, but it's, it's hard, you know? Um, but I am learning to not just slow down, but to also step back and open up and allow the good things to come into my life and for the good people in my life to give to me and to show up. And that's not, um, like even materialistically speaking, it's allowing someone to give the compliment and just saying thank you. It's allowing someone to give those acts of service. Oh yeah, I can help you. Oh, I can fix that tire. Oh yeah, I'd be happy to pick up such and such for you. I'll be in your area. Like allowing um, people to show up for you instead of being like, oh no, it's fine. Oh no, I can do it. Oh no, I got it. Yeah, you can get it. Yeah, you can do it. 
but it doesn't mean you have to. Trying to beat somebody to the door before they can open it for me. <laughs> like what? Like I've almost gotten to the point, this is really hard for me, but of slowing down and blink, blink and at that door until it is opened. And <laughs> particularly if I am in the company of a gentleman, because yeah, it, it's, it sets the stage um, to receive and to sort of send out the bad signal that you are open to that. I think a lot of guys, especially like they want to lead in certain ways um, or they want to kind of take on that masculine role in certain ways. But, you know, sometimes we're in our, you know, ladies, I can do bad all by myself energy, which is true. And sometimes that is exactly what needs to be done. Bad all by yourself. Um, but then it can also be intimidating. You know, guys are humans too. They, they have egos and insecurities and not to say we have to dance and, and to tiptoe around them, but they get in their heads just as much as we do about what we're thinking, what we want, what we don't want. Am I treating her like too much of a delicate flower? Like, do I need to prove to her that I respect the strong woman in her? Um, or am I treating her like too much of a strong woman? Does she want to be a damsel in distress right now? Does she want me to, to, you know, like lean into my traditional quote unquote masculinity? Um, so I think they get mixed signals as much as we get mixed signals and we're all just trying to figure it out together in a perfect world. Um, so I'm learning to receive and I would encourage you to open up to the same because you certainly do it. Um, because you certainly deserve it. I'm learning to take up space, to not dim my light for other people's comfort. One of my favorite poems, is it a poem, what we say, quotes, um, but y'all have heard it, Marianne Williamson. My papa um, first gave this to me in a frame uh, years and years ago, and he would always remind me of it. And it's, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate, our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness, that most frightens us. We ask ourselves, who am I to be brilliant, gorgeous, talented, fabulous? Actually, who are you not to be? You are a child of God. Your playing small does not serve the world. There's nothing enlightened about shrinking so that other people won't feel insecure around you. We are all meant to shine, as children do. We were born to make manifest the glory of God that is within us. It's not just in some of us, it's in everyone. And as we let our own light shine, we unconsciously give other people permission to do the same. As we're liberated from our own fear, our presence automatically liberates others. I love it. Okay, so perfect segue into tapping into the divine feminine, right? And that part of our light, if that's something that we're interested in having shine. And I'll be honest, I'm newer to this idea of the divine feminine and what exactly it means, how to tap into it. Like, when do I even want to embrace it? Like what, 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 what? So we're learning about this together. Um, but you know, the divine feminine, traditionally it's associated with fertility, with creativity, with intuition. You know, it's, it's soft energy, but it can be fierce when necessary, loving and supportive. I was reading an article on Bustle recently and they described it as this, um, generally thought to be that the divine feminine is generally thought to represent the part of our consciousness that connects us to qualities like intuition, feeling, nurturing, receptivity, and interconnectedness. And it's a type of energy that everyone can access and tap into. It's not something tangible nor a secret club that you need a membership to access. Um, and Gabriella Herstic, 
uh, actually said the divine feminine refers to a face of the divine spirit that is connected with the body, with nature, and with cycles of creation and transformation. So there's definitely a spiritual component, like a significant spiritual component. Um, and the, the article continues that it's generally understood and felt through the subtle intuitive wisdom of the body. You can think of tapping into divine feminine energy as embracing your inner goddess. I like that. I like the sound of that. Embracing my inner goddess. Uh, it continues, we live in a patriarchal society, facts, that often appears to value thinking over intuition, taking action over being receptive, and focusing our energy outward rather than inward. But sacred femininity allows us to challenge that status quo by embracing only certain parts of ourselves as dictated in part by our societal values. We can create an imbalance, but embracing divine femininity can help to heal that inequality. So, um, again, as this is something new that I'm learning about and wrapping my mind around, I'm really interested in, in tapping into that because, you know, even when I first made my Alpha Bay blog all those years ago, it was me wanting to lean into duality, right? Alpha and babe. I'd always been told alpha this, alpha that. You're like, so alpha. And sometimes it was good. And then sometimes it was bad. Oh, how are you going to keep a man? Oh, da, 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 relationships. Like as if my leadership qualities, as if my strengths would be a hindrance in romantic relationship. And sometimes it has, honestly. But I'll also say that it only has in the wrong sorts of partnerships with the wrong sorts of people or, you know, whether it's a first date, a second date, however many months of dating. Uh, but someone who can't handle or a man who can't handle or is intimidated by that. I do think there's something to be said for, again, learning to lean into your, your femininity, if that's something you desire, um, and allowing there to be space for a man to step up in that more traditionally masculine role, if that's something that you desire. And that is something that I desire, to be clear. Um, I am not trying to go back to the before times, <laughs> but I, I do think there's something to be said for yin and yang, for balance, for being equally yoked. Um, and yeah, I want to feel feminine and soft and delicate and taken care of and celebrated and, you know, just loved on in a way that allows me to just <sighs> drop my guard, sort of like open up that shell, not have to feel that I have to be so hard and tough and just do, do, do it all. Because I think a lot of us uh, ladies, we feel a pressure to do that because we go out into the outside world and we're dealing with these microaggressions, these expectations. Um, we're in the workforce, we've got families and there's just so much on our shoulders. And over time you learn to cope and you just start to clinch and clinch and tighten and tighten. And you have to sort of harden in certain ways to survive, particularly in corporate spaces um, and spaces that are traditionally dominated by men. And, you know, when it comes to our society, the patriarchy has touched just about every corner of this thing. Um, and so while there's a lot of undoing and unlearning that's happening, that's encouraging, there's still a lot of that. And so we have to tap into or turn up some of our masculine energies to exist and thrive in those spaces and get the respect that we're worthy of and deserve, whether or not we're coming with, you know, traditionally quote unquote masculine energy. Um, so all that to say, 
I'm trying to tap in, y'all. It's a process. Unlearning <laughs> some of the the ways in which I've had to, you know, be tougher, stiff upper lip. Um, but that's also served me well. You know, we get the job done. <laughs> um, and I take a lot of pride in that. You know, I grew up with, I have two brothers. I'm a daddy's girl. I'm the oldest. Um, so I was always like the scrappy oldest sister who was the littlest, like tiniest, like 50 pounds soaking wet on a good day. Um, and going to find people who were messing with my brothers on the playground, ready to go off and fight their fights and tell people off if I needed to, if they were messing with my brothers, even though they were twice my size. Um, and I keep that same energy today. Like that's just, it's who I am. It's how I've always been. Um, so the scrappiness came early, (laughs) but sometimes you just want to chill. Sometimes you just want to excel. Right. So I think more than anything, tapping into the divine feminine for me feels like it will represent the opportunity, the ability to create a space and a life and an energy and connections where I feel safe enough to excel. Does that make sense? I'm really just talking, you know, stream of consciousness. So and from my heart. <laughs> so I hope you understand that, can vibe with it a little bit. Um, I started this course. It's uh, So I got a new app. I know I've been tooting the horn of the meditation studio for the longest, but I was ready to shake it up. I needed new meditations. Um, I don't want to say I was getting bored, but I needed new meditations. So I also had on my phone and just wasn't using a lot, Insight Timer. And it's really great because it's an app where you can build healthy habits and create a well-being routine that works for you. It's free. And I love the idea of routine. It's not just random meditations where you've got to go on there and, you know, swipe, look, search, look for the meditations and whatever else you want to kind of curate an experience. You can kind of like sign up for experiences. So right now I just started this 10-day meditation course, uh, which reminds me, I actually have to do today's day. I haven't done it yet called Embracing Your Divine Feminine. And it's it was created by a woman named Nikki Rhodes. It's literally like 10 to 15 minutes a day. It's a guided meditation, um, again, on an app. So it's on your phone. And the course is about, you know, with all the pressures that surround women today, it's a reminder that the divine feminine resides within all women. And that's more important than ever, it seems, these days. And the course helps you reconnect to the source of all your creation, power, and radiance as a woman. And it says that through a combination of visualization, breath work, and mindset management, this course helps you uncover the infinite healing abilities within and empower you to make a positive and powerful impact as a connected and radiant woman. And that's where I am right now. Like I said, service, like service is a word that I use interchangeably with impact when it comes to one of my top core values, because I'm really just a at my core, my heart, like when I think about my mission in life, I want to make an impact. I want to make a meaningful, empowering, positive impact in the lives of the people I come across, whether it's my family, my friends, my coworkers, um, random people I don't know, viewers of shows that I'm on, fans that I engage with, strangers on the street. Um, I really, I really want to make a positive impact. And I want to do that as a connected and radiant woman because I want to feel good while I'm doing it. And I want to feel connected to the experiences that I'm a part of, you know, like sometimes we're so hustle, 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 go, go, go. That like, even when we're in a meaningful connection or building a new relationship or friendship, 
or something random happens that presents the opportunity for us to have a special experience with someone. Like we're so distracted and not present because we're like not connected because we're all over the place, because we're burnt out, because we're the opposite of radiant, that it's a waste of an opportunity to, to really connect um, in a meaningful and lasting way. So I just don't want to miss my life. I don't want to miss opportunities for meaningful connection. Um, I don't want to miss the moment, the magic in the, in the moments in life's messes. And so, yeah, hopefully this course will help me continue to tap into that, but I'm just a few days in and I've really been enjoying it. So if you're curious, you can just download the insight timer. This is not sponsored. I just really started using them again, but I like it. And again, that course is called embracing your divine feminine. It's a 10 day course, 15 minutes a day, really cool way to start the morning. All right, now it is time for Ask Zuri. So let me go, go back to my Insta story questions. Okay, so the first question is, oh, it's funny. It's from It's Irvin 4 Would you like to host the Miss Universe competition in the future? So technically, Irvin submitted this question before it was announced that I was a backstage commentator. So my answer is yes. Hell yes. Resounding yes. Um, I was so excited and looking forward to, you know, the opportunity and possibility of being a part of the Miss Universe show. And I had the best time. The women are incredible. All of, you know, the competitors, they just wear their crown so beautifully and they represent their country so impressively. And these women are killing it. Like their resumes though, their bios, like these women are in business and finance and law and science. Um, they're humanitarians. It's just, it's so impressive. So I, I can always get behind celebrating women like that. So I would love to be a part of it in the future too. So we shall see. Someone says, oh, Maria L. Concannons. She's asking me what my favorite interview is that spoke to my heart and telling me that the one of me and Oprah on the red carpet where she gave me advice about being single, like maybe four years ago is her favorite. Honestly, Maria, that's one of my favorites because it really did speak to my heart. And she gave me some really good advice. And it's advice that I, you know, still follow to this day, which is, you know, maximizing and utilizing my alone time. And I think that even transcends being single, right? Like even once you're in relationship to constantly still prioritize yourself, she said, you know, something to the effect of make yourself the lover, the friend, the partner that you would want, um, do all of the things. She told me to drop it like it's hot. So get out in these streets, have some fun. I was like, say less Oprah. Um, and then when you're ready, he will show up. And that was the advice that she gave. And it's been incredible. It rings true. And the biggest takeaway for me is just self-love, right? Focusing on yourself, the one thing that we can control. And when the time is right, the things that we want and desire that we're calling in come to us. I really do believe that. And I've seen that um, hold true in my life. Um, Lisa Yanez 12 says, best advice for a theater kid. Ooh, that's a fun one. You know, I was a theater kid. I started children's theater workshop when I was five years old. I was in theater my entire life. Um, minored in theater with an emphasis on acting at Ohio State. Did like commercials. And oh my God, one day I should tell you guys about the cringe commercials I was in when I was in college. But they paid good though. Ooh, that was keeping the lights on and paying for 
all of my icebreaker outfits and <laughs> cheap heels from Charlotte Roofs. Um, my best advice for theater kid is decide what you want out of your theater experience. Like, do you just not just want to, but is your goal to experience theater because you love it because you're passionate um and it's just the camaraderie and the art and you don't mind if you're doing theater in the middle of nowhere or on broadway if that's the case um then it's it will help you set expectations right or tangible goals around it like everyone who loves theater doesn't want to go be an actor in hollywood um you can be a theater teacher or instructor you can just volunteer on weekends at a theater camp or a course for kids like that can be your connection um but if you really want to chase the dream and pursue theater professionally my advice is to go for it to go all in on it and to give yourself a certain amount of time i know that's I like to think it's pragmatic. I guess some people could say, no, there is no time limit. I'll do this forever till I die. And I kind of love that too. Like you got to have that passion, but I'm someone who also, you know, likes to see both sides of a thing. And I don't really believe in backup plans for as long as I am actively pursuing something. So it's like, okay, I'm going to give myself five years in New York because I'm moving from Ohio or wherever um, to pursue theater with everything in me, everything I've got. And if after five years, it's not working or I'm not getting the breakthrough I wanted or I haven't ended up on Broadway, whatever the specific goals are you've had, then I will take a step back and reassess or I will pivot to, you know, pursuing other avenues to keep theater in my life that aren't necessarily the big lights and stage. Um, and then the cool thing about changing your mind is you could look up five years from then and be like, actually, I want to keep doing this. And then you keep doing it. But I've always felt that in my experience, if I don't give myself a time limit, I'll be sitting there in limbo, ambivalent as heck about literally any and everything, including what I want to eat for dinner. Um, yeah. So someone requested anonymous, but she asked, I'm actually wondering how you stay motivated to stay in shape as an extremely busy woman. Ooh, that's a good question. And I'll be honest, I'm not super motivated because <laughs> I like working out to me is not fun. I do not like the gym. I love doing fun things. So the best way to get me active or sweating or doing some cardio is if it's an activity. Like I love horseback riding. I'll go rock climbing. I'll do a hike. Sure. But like, I like activities. I'll go kayaking, but I need to be doing something. I can't just be in a gym lifting the same chunk of metal over and over and over again for hashtag gains, even though I am out here trying to get these gains. <laughs> but my metabolism is nuts. And I don't mean that in a braggy way. I mean that in, I to continue answering your question, um, I'm motivated to stay in shape because like I'm a little underweight technically, even though I eat everything I want, but I'm always grazing throughout the day. So I'm I'm never really just like stuffing my face in any one sitting. So they tell me that's good long-term for my metabolism, but like, I want to put on a few more pounds just to be healthier and feel healthier, have a little more energy. Um, and yeah, so that's why, like I'm motivated less by trying to look a certain way and more by wanting to be healthy, having my body actually, um, be healthy and strong enough to take care of me. Um, to not get sick as easily. I'd been getting sick a little bit more with like random common colds. I never used to get colds. And then like 
the, these last like six months, I've just been off and on with like just body, like what? Um, so that's my motivation to just, you know, and I'm starting small, like I'm not going to lie to you and say I've been doing the most, but I'm trying to stay consistent with a daily multivitamin. I probably am doing it every other day at this point. I was doing good with my protein shakes for like, couple of weeks, maybe a few weeks. And then I fell off because it's just a process making that thing in the morning. I can barely make my own cup of coffee. Um, but I was liking the energy that it gave me. Um, sometimes I get so busy with work, I forget to eat or don't have time to eat. I'm running around the city of LA from this red carpet to that movie junket to whatever. It can be exhausting and you don't have time to eat well. Or if you do eat, it's junk on the go from like Taco Bell, which actually I love. So I don't have a problem with it, but I know it's not the healthiest. Um, so the protein shakes were actually really helping. My grandma hall got me on boost years ago. Cause she was like, baby, you need to eat. You don't, you don't eat and you, that's not good. And I was like, okay, grandma. <laughs> and then went back to just being too busy. So she started shipping me boost to the house. And then one time I drank it and I was like, yo, this kind of bangs though. So now I drink Boost. I keep Boosts in the fridge and it's easy to grab and go for sustenance. Um, and then as far as like actual physical activity, I'll do YouTube videos every now and then. I'll do like a 15 or a 20 minute workout on YouTube from the comfort of my home. So that's it. The motivation at this point is really just about, you know, being in my 30s now and wanting to be as healthy as possible because, you know, I want all of the things that can come with the next chapter. Like I want to be married. I want to have children. I want to be a healthy, active parent for a really, really long time. And so, you know, as I look at that next chapter of my life, I, I need to make sure that I'm up to that, not just mentally, emotionally, and financially and professionally, but also personally and um, physically. So that's really my motivation. I'm trying to stay around for the kids, y'all. Um, what else? Let's see if we'll do one more. David Horse 600 says, who's the biggest celeb that you want to interview on your bucket list? Um, hmm. Someone I still have not interviewed, but would love to. Um, she waved at me once on the Met Gala red carpet. That was nice. Um, is Beyonce. She is, a. Uh, Obviously, so she's Beyonce. Like Beyonce is the adjective at this point. Uh, needs no introduction, needs no explanation, and we all know she's notoriously private and doesn't really give a lot of interviews. But I, I find that very fascinating because I think the people who say the least are the people who are most listened to when they do open their mouth to speak. Um, and so I'd love to sit down with her in like a deep dive situation, a deep dive um, sit down. Because it's one thing to do like the quick red carpets or the six minute junket interviews, but to be able to have, you know, 20, 30 minutes, I'm talking Anderson Cooper level exclusive, Barbara Walters one-on-one, you know, a Gail King exclusive (laughs) and Oprah Winfrey presents. (laughs) Like those are the types of interviews that I most love doing. So um, someone like her, it'd be really incredible to do one with. Um, who else? Rihanna, I've just never interviewed. I know she's super cool in interviews. I've had a lot of colleagues who have spoken to her and she just is real and just down to earth and chill. So that would be fun. I'd like to talk to her. Um, 
Yeah. And Michelle Obama, like I, I've said before that I would love to interview her um, because I'm just so curious about and impressed by how she navigates a life uh, in the public eye. And particularly, what was that? Particularly, and particularly one of public service, um, while also maintaining a boundaries around her personal life and protecting her partnership um, and her children and that 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 bubble of safety that they've created. Like it's it's such a balancing act, and I can't imagine that it's at all easy. Um, but I'm just, she's someone that is so impressive to me and just such an incredible um, success in her own right. And she carries herself with such grace and strength and a certain level of stoicism um, while also clearly being the incredible matriarch of, you know, the Obama family. So I'd love to sit down with her and talk about all of the things. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, that's it for today. All right. Okay. Um, so I told you there was going to be a giveaway at the end of this episode. So here it is. Remember that book that I told you about awaken your inner goddess, practical tools for self-care, emotional healing, and self-realization. Um, I'm going to give away five copies. All you have to do is leave a review right now ideally five stars (laughs) and a few words, a sentence or two about the podcast, maybe what stuck out to you in this episode, any takeaway that you have, what you loved most. Um, and then just leave your at your, your Instagram app, um, so that we can slide in the DMS or your Twitter at, just let us know if it's Instagram or Twitter, and then we'll DM five lucky winners and we can send you the audible version, the Kindle version digitally, or we can mail it to you old school, baby, Amazon prime. Let's go. Um, so yeah, just leave a quick review, five stars and you're at, and you could be one of five people to walk away with a book to help you awaken your inner goddess. And don't forget, I've got that 30 day calendar of soft life affirmations, 30 days to manifest a soft life. You can get that at thesoftlife.guide. It's free. All you got to do is go to the website, throw in your email address and boom, baby, it's yours. Okay. So again, I'm wishing you the happiest of new years, um, the best of all the things. And I'm excited to reconnect with you and talk with you more. We have so much coming down the pipeline. So stay tuned. And in the meantime, um, you can follow me on Insta or TikTok at Zuri Hall and at Hey Zuri Hall on TikTok. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won! Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing High Five Casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Woo! Ha! I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your High Five moment today? Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino.